episode of the Threefold Collective Podcast. My name is Jay Cruz. And I'm Julie Cruz. And uh, we've been away again from the last one, away again. And we're trying to get more consistent every Friday. Yeah, sorry. But this whole stay-at-home thing and the kids being home and all that stuff has just changed our schedule and our schedule has just been a little bit off. The weeks seem like they fly by. And then we're like, when are we going to do the podcast? No, they do fly by and it just gets crazy because you get your family nights and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. good stuff. How you been? Good. I feel good. I like having the family home. It's just a little bit more difficult to get like the amount of work that I have normally done. So it's good though. Summertime. Yeah. Summertime. I think, um, so recently I read this article, two different articles actually. The first article was that by the end of this pandemic, that uh, when, when everybody leaves and can go back out again, um, that a ton of people have already either contacted the lawyers to get a divorce mm. or are currently getting a divorce uh, because of, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I guess that's what we could talk about today. Yeah. The other article was of, you can Google it. I don't want to say the people because I don't think it's, my place to like talk about them specifically, but I mean, there's like 29 different celebrity couples that um, are also getting a divorce. And the funny thing, not the funny thing is the sad, well, the interesting part is, is that two of them were people that we really um, followed and respected and, you know, saw as, you know, just like the marriage, not gurus, but like mentors, mentors, people that had good marriages. I mean, self-proclaimed in some situations. Yeah. So, but here's the thing though. So now that they're getting a divorce, does that invalidate all of the truths that they said before? Does it say that, oh, well, because you're not successful in that way, I can throw out your book. I can throw out um, your couples therapy sessions. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think that means? Well, <clears throat> I mean, I have if you go on Instagram at all, you'll see it all. I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I think first I think, gosh, why is that happening? And I, th and I honestly believe that the majority of Americans are not used to spending this much time with their spouse at home. And they're used to going out and working. They're used to doing all that stuff. And so they don't, you know, they don't see their spouse very often. It's basically they come home at, dinner time, you know, and so they're spending a lot of time and getting on each other's nerves because they're not, you know, they're not used to spending as much time with each other. And I mean, it's all speculation. I have no idea. And then we don't know the inner workings of relationships. And I believe that probably there were more things that they were working on together than they probably let on or mm. having, you know, had trouble with before they um, let on. So for us as like the viewers, it seems so sudden. Yeah. Cause there's probably, you know, years and yeah. months and years of, in the making and yeah. then all of a sudden, um, just the close quarters. Mm -hmm. That's why yeah. I think it really is. If you're going to be on social media or like, you know, talking about yourself a lot, you, that's why I feel it's so important to be transparent and honest, uh, especially if you are struggling with something because then, you know, there won't be blind, people won't be blindsided if you're, you know, say I'm going to get a divorce. If you would just be like, we've been struggling for months and years and here's mm -hmm. what we've tried and here's what we haven't. And 
you know. Well, even in the, the times of struggling, shouldn't there already be some sort of conversation where they're like, hey, like, you know, a guy talked to one of his guy friends, girl talked to one of girlfriends or a pastor or whoever and say like, hey, here's the things that I'm dealing with right now. I, I we're not on a, a bad path yet, but here's where I feel like it's going. Like, what do you suggest before it gets to the hey, we're separating? Like, that's not the, mm -hmm. telling somebody that you're separating isn't the first conversation you should have with somebody outside of your marriage. Um, to totally. Help. And to be fair, we have no idea what kind of conversations sure. they were having. I mean, they could have been having those conversations outside of social media. And you know what? You don't need to be airing every single oh, no thing way. on social media. So I think as viewers, because you're so invested to the people that we're speaking of right now, um, because you kind of feel like you're invested in their life and what they've said because you've watched them. Yeah. Um, and they've, you know, portrayed their life in that manner because that's their job too. Um, I think that's where it kind of gets, it, it's hard because in some cases you've invested your own money in marriage classes for people, you know, and then there, so it's, it is a little bit blindsiding, I think to some people. I think that what usually happens is you might get like annoyed with that person mm -hmm. and then you at least can go to work and you can think about it yeah. and you can leave. And then maybe like there's all kinds of pressures right now. So there's some people that can't go to their normal job mm -hmm. and they or you, they lost their job. So right. now that amplified. Yeah. Now you're in financial struggles. Yeah. Not just whatever yeah. relational str right. struggles you had. Now you're in financial struggles. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things. But here's the thing, though. Um, you know, when people post those like if you didn't like me at my blank, yeah. you don't deserve me at my, you know, whatever. Well, that is that moment now. That's that moment where, hey, if you don't love them at then yeah. you don't deserve them in the good times. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so there's all these, there's just so many variables right now where like, if you went to work, at least you got some time to get away and think about it yeah. and then you could come back. <clears throat> but if you'd never get that little, just moment of separation to where you can think apart from them. Yeah. Cause like, if, if, especially if you're in a small home yeah. and you try to go and to you have others, a lot of kids or something. Or, yeah. And you try to just get some time by yourself to like clear your head, but you get none of that because mm -hmm. you're so, it's just constant. They're right there no matter where you go. Yeah. How do you think we've, we've held up? I mean, I think if I'm being honest, we fought more than we have ever. I mean, we're not immune to the struggles that have mm -hmm. happened from the quarantine. And it, it was funny cause we were talking about it and I thought, you know, well, there's not really much difference for us because you were home before all this. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure that we can blame it on quarantine. But I was always home because I was for the past, what, nine years I've worked, what, four miles yeah. from the house at the most. Yeah. So we have seen probably more of each other than a lot of other people. Yeah. But the funny thing is, as you think about it, when someone first gets together, they can't wait to spend every waking mm -hmm. moment with that person. At what point does it stop to be like, okay, I'm kind of like annoyed with that person. Like, why, why does that stop? Because I'm not, maybe there's been moments like that I've had with you, but not like extended months in like, it'll be like a day. Yeah. And the next day I'm like, oh man, I miss Julie or whatever it is. Well, and I think for us, it's a little bit different because I feel like we probably were on the brink of divorce at one point in our marriage and have worked really hard to get out of that. Uh, no, we weren't. You don't think so? No, because we... Are, I mean, we didn't like... When, here's the difference. In the very beginning, we got married and then we said, we are going to break the chain of our parents' true. divorce. So that was never been in a conversation of ours. 
we might have thought it, but you and I between us have never said, hey, yeah, I think I want to be separate yeah. from you. Like That's that true. conversation has never happened. We've had hard times, I should say. Yes. Really hard. <laughs> There's a big difference. Yeah. Because we've promised each other in the very beginning, like, hey, like, I mean, that's what marriage is in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'm marrying you, promising you not to divorce. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So. And I think we've worked hard at that, trying to get through it. And it doesn't mean that we're perfect. We've had arguments and disagreements during this quarantine time. And we've had one. Yeah, one. And it has zero to do with I don't even really know. anything. Yeah, I remember much now. I, I could be honest and tell you why, but then it's going to be my perspective, and your perspective will be completely different. Uh-huh. My perspective is I told you no to something. That's my perspective. And then that's it. That doesn't, you don't need any more detail. It's whenever I tell you no, we get in a fight. Uh, okay. That's what I feel like. But then the same thing goes for me. If you tell me no, mm-hmm. then we get into some sort of fight so like that's mm-hmm. pretty much what it is yeah. so we're enablers we just say yes to each other all the time oh you want to buy that oh yeah you're that's go true ahead and do that. <laughs> i guess uh i was thinking too in these situations where uh the people that we are following have announced that they are not separating but getting divorced all yeah. both, both of them have said that i think uh both of them have said they are still going to be working together mm-hmm at, so they're still going to have be friends, but they are not going to be married anymore. And, and what is your first thought on that? Because I have an opinion, but I feel like maybe you should tell me what your opinion is on that first. Oh, okay. I didn't know you had an opinion on that. You usually are very unopinionated. I have an opi- opinion. To me, it's like if you're going to continue to work to, exactly. with each other and you can make your business work, why can't you make your marriage work? That is my first thought. Oh, see, we're on the same yes. page. Like, I'm like, hold on. If you... So, I mean, I'm not saying that intimacy and all of that is not important in marriage. I do believe that that, and I think that there are seasons where maybe uh, it's more prevalent than others. Kids are young, you know, things are hard. You're quarantined in your house, whatever it is. So, but I'm thinking if you can still run a business together and see each other every single day. Mm-hmm. And you act like that's going to be fine. Then why are you not married still? Yeah. Why don't you just make the marriage work? Why don't. And I know that's. Okay. That's our. Sitting from our perspective. We have no idea their real life. There probably might be more stuff going on. Of course there is. But to me, like when I see hear that, that I almost feel like, okay, that's just a business move. You just want to continue your money flow. Oh, yeah. But isn't it more important? Like, isn't your the sanctity of your marriage more important to you than that money? Because that's the whole point for richer or for poor. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why that's in the vows. And maybe some people chose choose not to say those in their vows. Yeah. Um, That's I I guess the statement that I am like, I still am kind of perplexed by was uh, they said our marriage has run its course. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Marriage run its course. Now, I am not, I'm not saying. To death do us part. Then yeah, it's, then it's yeah, ran its course. I know. And I'm not saying that there's not valid reasons to have separation or like, I don't know. I, I can't even try and speculate that I know what's going on in that relationship. But I'm like, what? <laughs> it ran its course. When, I don't know. I, I guess that to me is just like, I don't get it. Yeah. And I don't want to be. So here's. There's a verse in the Bible. It says pride comes before a fall. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't want us to sit here and say, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. Oh, totally. Here's the thing about that that verse, though. 
people think about it as in like, I always think of it like when you watch a movie and you watch a sports team and you're like, oh, we're the best and no one's ever going to beat us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in that movie, they lose. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, so you probably comes before a fall. I think that it, I think of it the verse a different way. Mm-hmm. So in like a lot of marriages, they say, oh, money, financial reasons are the reason why they divorce. I think it's pride that what people divorce. So let's say there is a money issue. You do something and all of our income is gone. Well, is it the money that I was married to you for? Or is it now the pride that gets in the way to say, I'm going to forgive anyways, Mm -hmm. or it wasn't the money and I love you because of you. Mm -hmm. Are you, is it the pride that's going to stay away? Or like when you get an argument, okay, somebody always wants to win that. And what happens is you aren't willing to just forgive them. Yeah. So it's a like, sure, there is, there's the, whatever the wrong was, there's whatever um, the issue was. But if you let your pride get in the, whoa, microphone's real close, hit me in the face. (laughs) If you let your pride get in the way, then you can never get to the point of forgiveness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to try and sit in my seat and be like, they need to stay together. Like that, that, you know, I I don't know. I don't know their situation. I just think what it, you know, people get divorced every day. Christians get divorced every day. They're, it's everywhere every day. I think now people are just seeing it more because they're... Social media. It's just Social open. media is everywhere. Yeah. It's cel- celebrities are everywhere. And we're all quarantined. And so there's like literally no new TV or anything else <laughs> that is entertaining. So that's what they're reporting on. Yeah. Um, I, I did get sucked into like reading some of the comments on um, all that. And first of all, I think... what a hard thing to do be vulnerable yeah to come onto social media and first of all say like coming to that decision and then coming and telling everyone that's got to be so hard and then you know not really having to defend yourself or wanting to defend yourself it's hard well the thing about that is is if you make your marriage so public like so like we we're talking about ours openly yeah right you owe it to the people that you've made your audience i know to continue to say even if it's the end unfortunately you still have to talk you can't just you know sweep it on the rug yeah continue and then all of a sudden paparazzi sees you with somebody new now I but know. you guys got a divorce a year ago but nobody knew about it mm-hmm. now you're dealing with a different scandal as opposed to just coming out and being honest so like yeah and i think it, i would respect so much if they were to you know come come up and i'm like should we say who these people are where you're saying no um, no. like I would respect people, it if they were like doing a podcast now, I don't know if it's like some sort of toxic environment. I don't know. But like if they were to do a podcast or a video and just be like, look, I'm going to, not that they owe it to anyone, but in a sense they do, because that's what they've been if that's talking about every on, day and talking about. Yeah. Then I think like, you know, people can kind of understand because here's the thing. I am very empathetic, like. If you were to come and tell me like a situation, I think I could be like, okay, I understand. Not that I would agree with it necessarily, mm-hmm. but I would understand it. And I think we respect it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if maybe I'm still like, what? Well, I don't get it, but okay. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> I have um, a friend that's getting a divorce and it's, it's a pride issue too. Like, yes, there are specific sins and there's specific wrongdoings. But if each person were to say, okay, 
let me get my pride out of the way. Like, I know I have this problem. And let me actually admit that I had this problem. Because, that, again, there's a, a shame that's involved when you say, oh, hey, I have this issue. Yeah, you don't want to admit it. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. The, if you just let the pride subside and actually come out and say, hey, here's the issues that I'm dealing with. I need your help. And like, cause I've done that with you yeah. um, in our marriage and say, Hey, here's the thing that I'm too. dealing with. Yes. And if you never said it to me, it would still be and hidden today. And that's hard and to do. I never said it to you, but that's the thing. You build that trust with the person. Yeah. That's what the, a relationship is all about is to build that trust. I saw a, um, it was a picture and it said, if, um, your picture of God is a God that is going to punish you because you did something wrong instead of a God that has his arms wide open, like waiting to receive you, then you're, you, you have your, a wrong view of who God is. And if our relationship, your and I relationship is built in a way that I feel like if I tell you I'm going to be punished rather than yeah. like welcoming, like, oh man, I didn't realize you're dealing with that. Let me help you. Then you got to read about your, your relationship. If you have that fear with them, like somewhere you need to create that trust. You need to create an environment of vulnerability that I can tell you whatever. Yeah. And it's hard too. And on the other side, like it's hard for you to be. Yes. It's Mm -hmm. hard for both. Like for you to to actually admit it, it's hard, but it's also hard for the receiver to take in what you're saying. And, you know, I, I mean, I see that in my business too all the time because sometimes, you know, sometimes there's conflict that arises in business too. And, um, I've had to learn how to not react in a moment, like by whatever I'm thinking at that moment, but, but to actually listen to what the person is saying, take it in, take some time and then respond when I'm like level headed and not mm. hot about it. Where'd you learn that from? Uh, yeah, I know you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm not perfect at that and I feel like that we're all works in progress about it, but yeah, I think it's a learning thing for everyone. And in marriage too, you can't just say, I'm done. I mean, there's nothing that's saying you can't, you know. Except for your yeah. promise that you yeah. wouldn't. And your promise to God and your promise to your everyone. The but. thing is, is that you have to go into it expecting some level of mistakes and not perfection. Yes. Like for me, like the things that I've, in, ter- in terms of your business and things that you're dealing with like today, the only reason why I know is because I messed all those things up when I was yeah. running my businesses. Like I handled people wrong and I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Or I uh, reacted in a certain way. Um, I remember this, this one time we were having a meeting, all the guys were talking and uh, you know, there's always that group of complainers that yeah. like, want to complain about something. And then there's the positive people that, that aren't outspoken, but it's the people that are just complainers that are outspoken. They want to just say like the, the most outlandish, like mm-hmm. nonsensical things. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them said something and I, and I said, so what do you think about that? And they gave the answer, which was the correct answer. And I said, okay. And I l- left the room. Like meetings over, like, okay, you answered your question. I'm done. Right. <laughs> and, um, one of the other guys is like, don't listen to him. He's an idiot. And I heard it like, you know, oh, like no. walking out. and I came back and like my face, that room, I've never cleared a room faster <laughs> without saying something ever in my life. But like, 
man, I had, here's the thing. This is one of the moments where I didn't make the mistake. I was like, oh, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. I got on the phone with HR and HR said, hey, this like, what kind of leader do you want to be seen as? Do you want to be seen as a tyrant or do you want to be as someone that is merciful and gracious and that um, can can teach, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you're a good HR. Yeah. I really don't want to sit here and be a tyrant. I don't want to be someone that just, no. you know, doesn't listen to their people. Yeah. And, you know, I just talked to him and said, hey, I'm going to let you go home for today. Well, I'm, I'm going to allow you to go home <laughs> and think about that. But like, hey, like that level of disrespect, you know, um, should never go to anybody in any position that's, you know, in a in a position of honor. But as well as like, hey, I, I recognize that I should uh, be a little bit more mindful of the way that I mm-hmm. uh, respond to questions that are given to me, you know, and you know, created a little bit of relationship. Yeah. And later on, he became one of my, my biggest um, assets, or my biggest, uh, yeah. I don't know, what are you, allies. Yeah. You know? I mean, I see it too in my business. And, you know, when you have a team of... A lot of people. A lot of people, 1,400 or whatever it is now. Uh, you know, not everyone is going to agree with your style of leadership or not everyone is going to agree with things. And um, it's hard it's hard when someone says that they don't like something about you because it's hard not to take that personal, but, and so that's what I mean. Like for marriage, like it's hard if someone comes to you and says, I I don't think you're doing well in this area. And I'm not sure if that's ever happened in that situation that we're talking about, but I know it's hard to hear that. And you have a choice of how you respond and how you react. Um, and I don't always get it right. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of the um, the methods or things that they were doing to try to mend the relationship. And it was like the love dare. And it was like um, the challenge. And the challenge was, I don't know what this thing is. And I'm probably giving away too much. But to have sex with your spouse 30 days straight. Like no matter what happens, mm-hmm. no matter what the day is, to do that. Right? No wonder what the day is. Well, uh, within reason, you know, yeah. like in 30 days, there's a <laughs> five to seven day period where you don't want to you yeah. know, do anything. But well, I mean, I don't know. Some people might. I don't know. OK, we're not going down that yeah. path. But um, the thing is, is that those the methods. So the the love dare, the love dare is doing random random acts of kindness and of love with expecting zero in return from the other person. And that's called laying down your pride. It's hard. And just giving to the other person. The other one of, you know, this the challenge or whatever it is, it, that is a uh, uh, every day at the end of the day or wherever time you choose, whatever time you've predetermined that is going to happen, like you have to, whatever pride you have, whatever you're upset with them about, you got to put it down. Yeah. And it'll help. But unless that is it, unless that actually fixes things and that 30 days continues on without like you guys talking about it, it just continues. Then, you know, if you have to like force it after the 30 days, then, you know, nothing was fixed. Yeah. But if it's something that continues without there being said like, oh, hey, this is what we we should keep doing this. If you have to say that you need to keep doing it, then it wasn't fixed. Yeah. I I think about um, some of the comments that I read, like. If you guys didn't make it 
how am I ever going to have, you know, a marriage that's going to make it? How's it ever going to work for me if it didn't work for you? And you were like the guru of it. Hmm. So what is your response for that? Don't compare your relate you in appearance sake. You think that theirs is better because they only talked about like the right. good things. But I guarantee you that that person that was saying that's marriage is probably better than theirs. Yeah. There's a good chance that it was. There's a good chance that a lot of people out there, like you never want to get in the trap of comparisons, but I guarantee you, if you did, you probably realize, man, I have it way better. Or putting people on a pedestal. I mean, that's you're, you're putting these people on a pedestal so high that they can never do anything wrong. Yeah. And now they have completely wiped that off for you. And now you're like, you know, saying, how am I going to ever do that? I think every marriage has more struggles than people want to let on. And that's why we like to talk about this because I think people pretend like their marriages are fine and we're not immune to that either. Like we are trying to be real and share struggles and different things that we've, we've gone through that we're still going through. Um, because I don't want ever anyone to ever be like, I, you know, I want people to strive to see our marriage as something good, but I don't want them to ever put it so high that they're like, if we ever had an issue or a problem that they're like shocked, (laughs) you know? Yeah. We've had, we, I mean, we've talked about a few of our uh, issues like episode two, four or something like that, but everyone has those things. And we put it out there to say like, that was a long time ago, but guess what? Today there could be something new. Yeah. Like you're stronger than that situation, but there's going to be a new situation that you're going to have to develop in and get better in. And, and if you're not always working, like people think that marriage counseling is only for when things are going bad. I recommend no matter where you like, say you have great marriage today, find another couple that you respect and that you feel like uh, is a good example, a uh, good mentors for, for marriage and just talk with them about your marriage and, mm-hmm. and see what comes up when you, when your marriage is the healthiest, like, that's when you should still do it. Mm-hmm. Like when you think it's the healthiest, still do it. It's like if you're physically fit, do you just stop working out or do you continue to try to work out and, and make yourself better? Marriage is the same thing. If you think you're good, well, like what, what's the next thing? Well, can I get just a little bit better? What, mm-hmm. what can I do to, to improve? Yeah. And at, like, it made me think of us through this quarantine, you know, when the kids were at school or whatever we had like date nights or date days once a week mm-hmm. and we haven't done that really at all during quarantine and so i mean no. yes we see each we other i mean we've gone through like starbucks drive through let's be real in <laughs> <laughs> the sandwich shop you know that's it's something about it but we haven't had that like time even if we're spending all day with each other we haven't had like that time that was just for dates and i think that's probably you know how some people are having a hard time right now <laughs> in quarantine because they see their spouse all the time but they're not thinking of it as like i'm gonna date my spouse they're just thinking like i can't believe he didn't put the towel in the dirty clothes again you know <laughs> yeah that's the other thing like if the thing that you're asking them to, to fix or something that annoys you or something that you want them to change because you're right on top of each other for that long yeah you don't you're not gonna give them the opportunity to change you're not gonna give them the space mm-hmm. and there's gonna be that thing and then they do it. You're going to be mad because they did it <laughs> because you're only doing it. Cause I told you exactly. <laughs> and then there's going to be something else and there'll be something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, you left a cup out or you, mm-hmm. you know, put the dish in the dishwasher backwards, you know, just doesn't matter. It could be the most 
the stupidest thing that it just sets you off. Yeah, because yeah. you didn't have time to just recenter yourself. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think um, we're we're going to. This is going to be a two part because we're coming up on the oh, okay. half hour mark. Mm-hmm. But um, let's take a s- small pause. We're going to end this one here. Oh, to and be continued. Well, they'll be back to back. But okay. got to press the record button again. Okay. One second. All right, and we're back. Part two of divorces in quarantine. Oh, that's the that's the title, huh? I don't know. Sounds catchy. Mm-hmm. Not that we want that to be catchy. No. At all, you know, you don't want to catch that or COVID nineteen or any of that stuff. But okay, so what were we saying? Oh. Something that Julie, Julie and uh. I, well, not Julie and I started. So, like I said, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm always trying to improve. Yeah. Period. I'm always trying to make uh, things better. And me, I try to be a better leader at all times. Like, every situation I'm in, it doesn't matter what, if... Whoa. Whoa. It doesn't matter if um, I'm the leader of whatever the situation is. I try to help, either help lead or lead better. And one of the things I've done here is... Julie and I used to do devotionals in the morning together and it was good. Like it was better than me just by myself, but I stepped it up a little bit and said, okay, well, why don't, why can't we just all do devotionals together as a family? At 7am. 7am. In the summertime. What's wrong with that? This is something the kids are going to (laughs) remember. Yeah, (laughs) I know they will. Hey, do you remember when dad used to wake us up at seven o'clock in the morning and we used to he used to talk about God for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he used to make us read for, for 10 minutes on our own. It has become a habit for them. Yeah. Um, I think one of the days I didn't get up on time, and they woke me up. So, yeah. you know, they're into it, and I love that. And it's something that, you know, us parents, dads, should be teaching our families that builds that character. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want marriages to last relationships like forget just marriages like Mm -hmm. just relationships in general like the stuff i've learned on relationships i've learned with you and most of my friendship relationships and all that stuff like i i don't know where the heck all those went like i just yeah when you get married you know that eclipses everything else but I, i like for us we we didn't even really have the conversation you were just like let's do this which is cool because for you know, a lot of years before, a lot of years before the last few years, I should say, um, I had want, I've told you that I wanted you to be the spiritual leader in the house mm-hmm. and not that it, we really, I even really had any idea what that meant necessarily. Um, but I, what, what, what I think I've realized lately is that the kids have not that much time left with us. And what do we want them to be able to no, I don't mean with us. Like, I mean at home. Okay. Not like, I'm like, what are you talking yeah, about? We're not that I old. I mean, you know what I mean? I wasn't meaning it that way. I was meaning like, you know, Tristan's going to be a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. And I want to, to make sure that they're equipped to handle the, the world outside, mm-hmm. knowing how to cook and to clean and do laundry and all of those things, but also be spiritually equipped. And so I feel like it's really been like a big thing for them yeah because when i was a uh, youth worker youth pastor parents expected 
you me, to do it. Yeah. Or youth pastors that I've known that I expected them to be the spiritual developer of their yeah. kids. And it's like, uh, no. Yeah. Because now they're going to look up to the youth pastor um, as their spiritual leader rather than their dad. And in the Bible, I mean, father should be father. Yeah. And they're learning things and they're asking questions, good questions. They're, you know, it's been a really good thing for me as a mom to be able to know and learning like how to it like read scripture and actually know what it's talking about and things. It's been cool. So for like just a quick question real quick, because I didn't ask, I said, this is just what we're doing. Was there like a moment in your mind where you're like, well, I wanted you to leave, but not this early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually haven't had that thought. And I I found for myself, too, I've naturally woken up, except for this morning. Eh. But I've naturally woken up before, like 15 minutes without an alarm before we were going to do that. So that's kind of been, been cool for it to become something for me, too, with the kids. And they look forward to it. Well, you said you were sick last night. So this morning you looked kind of like, mm, I'll just yeah, let her sleep. I'm still so. like not really feeling great, but that's OK. Yeah. That's another story. <laughs> Not really. But <laughs> it's a good, good thought. Good, nice try. <laughs> I think that um, given enough time, like we do, like you and I do need space. Like I don't want it, but mm-hmm. you just naturally do. You need the space so that you can just reset. Um, the reason why, like before people are married, they want to be with each other all the time is because they have natural times of separation where like, okay, it's time to go to sleep. You can't stay there. So you, you have to go home yeah. or, you know, girlfriend lives with her mom and dad. So, you know, you only can, you have a curfew at 10 o'clock. So you got to get, you get kicked out of the house or whatever it is. There's natural separation. So what, what is the saying? The. Uh, distance makes the heart yeah. grow fonder. It makes you appreciate. Yeah, it makes you appreciate what you have. Like this weekend, you're going with the kids, and I have to stay home. And how do you feel about that? What do you mean? I mean, we're going to be separated for a few days. I thought I was only going for one day. Oh, I don't know. Okay. However long it ends up being. Well, um, I always hate it, mm-hmm. but. It's always like, it's always good. I've always, I always hate doing it, but it's always good. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy it, but I enjoy coming back together. So, yeah. What were you trying to like get something? Like no, I was one? just wondering. Cause you're saying heart distance makes the heart grow farther. Oh yeah, every single time, every single time. Like I love um, joining back together with you after being apart for even, you know, full day. Mm-hmm. Um, not like eight hours. Eight hours isn't long enough. It's like has to be like one full sleep. <laughs> Eight hours isn't long enough. No, that's not long enough to be like, oh man, I like I really really miss. Like obviously, mm-hmm. the moment I leave, I'm like, oh well, I wanted Julie to come with me, but it's like one full sleep. Yeah, like makes you like you wake up and they're not next to you, and you're like, oh. And then if I'm gone for yeah. like longer than three days, you're like, what is happening? Yeah, <laughs> I think two nights is my like yeah. I can tolerate max. When it's three plus, I'm. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see because our, you know, my in-laws, your parents have offered to watch the kids or that sounds weird, have offered to have the kids with them. For they were excited to invite their grandchildren yes. over to spend time. That with sounded them. weird. I didn't even ask. They, they, they yes. offered to have the kids 
with them for two weeks and that's longer than they've ever been apart from us. And I'm like, wow, we're going to have, I don't think that, have we ever? Well, they went to somewhere. They went to Idaho. Where'd they go? They went somewhere. For two weeks. For a week. No, they've never been anywhere for two weeks without us. I mean, Mm. I've gone somewhere for a week without them, but they haven't. So I'm interested to see how that's going to work out. But also, like, we don't really have lots of plans just for the two of us. But I do think, like, there's just going to be a lot more time for us to hang out and whatever. You think that's what's going to happen? What do you think is going to (laughs) happen? I think you're going to work. And I'm going to go do work too. work too. Mm -hmm. I know, but I hope that we have like a few dates to actually. Well, we already planned. We've planned like a two day getaway. We don't know what days they are yet, but we'll planned an early anniversary. Uh, That's true. Yeah. What is it? 17, 18, 17 or 18? No. Well, we were married in 2003. 18. (laughs) 17. Wow, you're really bad at math. I don't know. Well, I didn't you're know bad either. At math. I, I am terrible didn't at math. Put it together. Seventeen, so 17 years. years. So yeah, because now the ki- we will have the kids back by the time it is our actual anniversary. So we got to do something. Yeah. We probably it's, should have planned, but it was very last minute. Yeah, <laughs> you said that we only have a little bit of time left with the kids, but like statistically, kids stay in the home till they're twenty-three nowadays. Really? So there's a lot of time. I don't mind that honestly. It doesn't like. Uh, I I don't know. I'm mixed. Mm. I you were out of the house at what age? I mean, I was 18. Okay, and I was 19. And we matured way faster. Mm-hmm. That it forces way. you to like. And other people that I know that have stayed in their house till 24, 25 are still, you know, younger. Yeah, shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think starting your life. Um, earlier uh, i don't know it's a different day today it's a different day it is different time but anyway i think it'll be nice in the next few weeks to even if the kids are gone and i'll see you more even if uh we don't have like big grand plans i would love to just lay in bed and even if it is hallmark movies i'll watch mm. a few back to back with you they have me around now I love sure. a good Hallmark movie. They did it because of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they have like Christmas in July or whatever. Mm. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait till Christmas. I know. Fun, you said fa- fun fact. It used to not be my favorite holiday. Yeah. Because I felt like people were like so fake around mm-hmm. uh, Christmas time. And now like because I have kids, but then also like I'll take it. If you're going to be fake one year or even one month out of the year. I'll take the fake. Nice. Nice. It just feels nice. I'll take it Mm -hmm. because the world is poopy. You feel like you need to be around like snow for Christmas. We've never really. This year we will be. We will? Mm, At least at some point. Oh. Right? I don't know. (laughs) We haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. I just uh, like I don't don't know that I've ever had a like white Christmas. I was just thinking about it. Every one of your Christmases have been a white Christmas. (laughs) I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I digress. Yeah. Um, so what is 
going back to what our conversation oh, yeah, is sorry. actually about. Yeah, we're kind of tangenting. What is one thing that uh, you've learned from both like reading, reading about it and then watching someone's life um, kind of take that course of the appearance of everything's going good. And then in their confession, they say, hey, it's been bad for three years. And then you run into your mind of like, but wait, you said this like two mm-hmm. months ago. You said this like, like, w- what have you learned? Well, I think for me, I kind of honestly relate to it. Um, I think when. Wait a second. You got to explain that one. I know. Uh, when we were having our like hardest time. Mm. Um, in my head, I was I didn't think we were having a hard time. In my head, I thought we're doing good. But I never asked you if you felt like that we were doing good. I just in my head thought everything's fine. We have kids. I'm doing the best I can, you know, and here I was thinking I everything was perfect and normal and and right. And you were having lots of issues that weren't being. Uh, I guess you were you really he's always been good about telling me about them, but I guess I didn't realize how big they were in your head or you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, I, 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 in my head thought that it was fine. And so for me, it was kind of like, oh, it's real. It, oh, it really is this, like, there really is a problem. Um, and so I think sometimes things can get really, you can feel blindsided until you actually take a really good look introspectively of like, what i'm just here listening to what you're saying i had to come to a realization that i had to take responsibility hello okay i'm saying that no no no. i'm not saying about that what i'm saying is i'm sitting here listening to you telling me that i'm good at telling you what the issue is but then you were blindsided by that what i I was telling you you good at telling me i was doing bad things sometimes or like that i wasn't listening to you no hold on let me finish my thought because you weren't listening to me oh lord i was saying I, you just said that I was good at articulating the things that I was dealing with, whatever it was, things that I had issues with or whatever it was. And then you're blindsided. Well, you were good at saying your things, but I wasn't uh, let good me at finish. saying it. Let me finish. Then you're blindsided as if what I was saying I wasn't serious about or I didn't really mean. Like, oh, you really meant that. Like, that's that's how, when you say that, that's how it sounds to me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I say something and then you're blindsided. I like, think I meant mean it more like you would be able to tell me because you're very good at articulating your words. You were good at telling me what you thought wasn't going well. But you were not being completely honest with me at that time, too. So I shut down and I really wasn't saying anything and so in my head I was like well we're fine everything's fine and so it all kind of like went to crap because I wasn't communicating what I was really feeling and you thought you were communicating well but you weren't telling me everything do you think today you are communicating well with me today mm-hmm. uh why, why are you looking way too why long. are you looking at like me like that i do I, I, I feel like I, I talk to you all the time about things i know but you tell me do you feel like you talk to me all the time about your things like not my stuff your stuff whatever it is that 
you're feeling that's going on in your mind with it, uh, in your head i don't know i hadn't thought about it until right this second okay well i'm letting you know right now that there's open space that whatever it is whenever you're ready oh thanks open open forum for you to express your whatever it is <laughs> and like we talked about earlier like I'll, I'll be whatever it is positive or negative just prepare me before you say it and i'll be like oh okay what i don't have i don't know i'm just saying i'm giving you i'm giving if i need I'm to drop a bombshell on I'm you extending trust and all okay. that good stuff fair enough sure that's good I'm like, uh, what do I need to confess? <laughs> That's how it feels. No, nothing. I, I I just want to make sure that every once in a while I re-say it because I, I don't know. I think some people are like, oh, well, time passes from the last time you said to tell me whatever. And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it's not the good time now. And, um, oh, we're doing so great. So I don't want to like ruffle feathers. But like, do you want to like say with the things that you want improved in your marriage, whether it be yourself or your spouse, or do you want to just go on the next? Yeah, I think it's baking? probably a good idea to like have those honest conversations, like what's going well yeah. in our marriage. Maybe what's, you know, having the honest conversation of tell me what you think I could work on or tell me what is going well in our marriage, what is not. And for me, that's not a question I can answer in like a second. You know, I have to think about it because I don't, I tend to think optimistically about a lot of things now. I've worked on my mindset for a long time. And so for me, um, why am I getting emotional? <laughs> it's been a day. Has it? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Something I learned from work, and I think that it, um, well, I've worked at a bunch of places, um, is to ask th- these three questions. Uh, what should I keep doing? Mm-hmm. What should I stop doing? And what can I start doing? That's good. And then that starts like a springboard. Like, hey, all within reason, mm-hmm. you know. There's some things like, um, I'll, I'll say this one because this one kind of bugged me. Uh, Prince um, Edward? Prince Charles? The one that got married to Meghan Merkel or something like that? (laughs) I don't know these people's names. I don't know. The redhead guy. What's his name? Aren't they all redhead? No. Okay. Anyways. Harry. Harry. Okay. Yeah. Harry. Um, His wife told him that he needed to stop hunting. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like. What are you reading all the time? (laughs) Quarantine got you reading about the royals? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Let me just finish my thought here. Okay. It's like she knew getting married to him that he hunted. Mm-hmm. And now while you're married to them, you want them to stop something that they love to do. Mm-hmm. It's like I've watched this a ton of times too. somebody like a guy like loves to like wrench and build it on his, you know, wrench. Like, yes. When you work on your car, it's called wrenching. They call it that for real. Oh, gosh. There's a lot you got to learn. I don't know anything about that. OK. Or mudding. Do you know what mudding is? Is it like in a Jeep? <laughs> okay, it's in a vehicle. That It could be in a truck, too. Anyways, something that the guy loves, even the girl, like, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's something that they love, and you know that going in, if you don't have the conversation with them going into the marriage, 
do you think it's fair to like ask them after you've been married to them? I don't know. Pick a, pick a time. doesn't matter how much time to tell them to stop doing that. No, I mean, don't you feel like that is, a, in my opinion, a, some form of self-care, like going and doing something that you like and love yeah. and it brings you joy. Like, don't say, oh, I don't want you to do that. Like, yeah, that's messed Some up. people like fishing or whatever it is, hunting. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, go ahead and kill your deer or whatever it is. Uh, my friend, uh, he's a big fisherman and his, he was joking because his girlfriend was like, well, you can't be fishing all the time when we get married, blah, blah, blah. And um, he, she says to him, um, you got to choose between fishing and me. And he's oh, like, Lord. well... I'm going to go out on Monday. <laughs> Isn't that a song? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to. I'm going to miss her. Miss her. Yeah. That's a funny song. Yeah. But he did in real life. I was like, well. I think I'll that that's part of the reason why you fell in love with the person. Right? Because they, you know, did those things. Somebody else that I respect that talks about um, kind of manhood a little bit and, and kind of inadvertently talks about marriage, but he said that like, this is what happens to a lot of men. Like there's something about them that's attractive because either they're building a business, they're, they're working out they're they're doing the things that they want to do to build up, build themselves up and prove themselves. Um, along comes a, a girl, a, a woman, and she, um, likes them for all those things. At some point in time, she starts saying in her mind, Maybe it's not true, but like, man, he like loves those things more than he loves me. And then you get annoyed. Yeah. And then so he starts like, okay, well, I won't go to the gym right now and I'll hang out with you. Or, uh, okay, I'll spend less hours at work and I'll hang out with you. Meanwhile, now you're, now you, now you're getting what you want, but now. The other person's not. Now, he, now he is slowly like, okay, so now he's not as in shape. And so now he's not making as much money because he's not putting as much work. The empire that he was building is slowly decaying. Um, the other things that made him attracted to you are no longer there. And now you like resent the dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, and that could happen slowly, which is maybe why some of these marriages are failing. Yeah. Because in the beginning, the reason why you always wanted to be around each other is because the time that you were away, Oh, he or she was off doing the things they need to do to improve themselves and to get, make themselves better. Now you're, you've got the person and now you, now you stop. Or yeah. You, or you make them not do the things they love too. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. Not that we have, we don't really have those kind of things. Like you're not like a hunter or. Go out with the boys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really do girls trips either. So I don't really know. <laughs> well, that was part of us kind of coming together at an earlier age. What we got married 21, yeah. 22. Mm -hmm. or yeah. Wow, I'm old. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks. If uh, you're old, I'm old. Same. No, I'm older. One year <laughs> older. <laughs> but it's true. We had to grow up together. Yeah. So, like, people are going to change definitely throughout marriage. And one day you might pause. Like, I, th I know that. Um, there's parents out there that they have kids and that changes their lives. And now the kids, their whole life, they go to the games yeah. and all that stuff. And, um, everything's about the kid. The kid graduates, he leaves home. Now he's, she is going off to their career and now you're left alone with your spouse. And like, 
your life has become the child. The child's gone, so now your marriage goes with the child. And now you have nothing left between the two of you. Like, you always have to come back to whatever you do wrong to yourself or by yourself or it doesn't matter what it is. Whatever you do that's destructive, you're doing it to each other Mm -hmm. regardless. You can't do something by yourself and for it not to affect the other person. Yeah, I think one thing that you hear a lot when marriages um, stop working or people want to get divorced is they say that we just grew apart, like that they, you know, Mm -hmm. grew apart from each other. And I don't know. I think that you don't have to grow apart. Even if you're changing and evolving and growing, it doesn't mean you have to grow away from each other. As long as you're including them inside of that growth, you could grow together. I think it's also like if you grew in a different different way and you there's something about you that I didn't know about. Like to me, I'm like, oh, well, let me know about the new thing that she's blossoming into. Let me figure that part. Like you want to be a constant student of your spouse and Mm -hmm. learn, learn. And also um, a coach, both a student and a coach to them. You want to know more about them, but then also you want to help build them up and yeah, help them be successful. I mean, that's just what we've been doing back and forth. Like, I hope you build and you help me build and I yeah. hope you build back and forth in um, our careers and our businesses and stuff that we've been involved in. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to keep praying for the people that we see oh, yeah. getting in divorces because I uh, honestly, who knows? We don't know if they are already divorced or not. Um, they could just be separated and, you know, that would be a cool story to come back from. Yeah. Um, if they decide to come back. Uh, I think it is different when someone says we're divorcing or divorced mm-hmm. and then instead of saying we're separated, that's kind of more final. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we could still pray for it. And I never and I don't don't want to stand on the side of like judging them for the choices that they've made, because I don't want people judging me for the choices that I've made or to think like we were saying in the other episode, like that we're better than that, oh, yeah. because I do think like. You know, there's always room for improvement and I don't want it to be like, oh, I can't believe they got divorced. We'll never do that. (laughs) I've learned the hard way about that. Like never trying to say that. Yeah. Uh, Everybody is capable of whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You're capable of all of it. Everyone. The thing is, is you got to just stay, stay humble, um, stay centered in, in God for sure. And for that to be this, the... Uh, foundation of why you're even together yeah because without that like i sometimes at sometimes where like we have zero in common except for that at some times in our lives mm-hmm. and then we come back and have something in common again and then yeah and hopefully just, we're in this time like i hope that our kids look back on the time in quarantine and instead of seeing remembering the hard times i think i'm hoping that they remember oh that was when we started quiet times in the morning with dad Mm. or that's the time that we started working out as family which is another thing that we're doing and um or that's the time that we remember mom and dad getting really close instead of you know the opposite things like i want them to see the example of a thriving marriage and not 
like I don't want them to remember oh they remember that day when mom and dad fought or you know whatever it is I want to be leading them and they're going to remember this time later and maybe their kids will say oh you remember when that pandemic happened like where were you at you know and what did your family do um and I think Mm. we're living in times right now where people are going to remember and unfortunately for those people who are ending marriages and things like that that's probably what the will define this pandemic year and what's happening right now and um I think it's bigger than just what's happening right now and what we can we think we can or can't handle yeah. I never thought about it that way. That when someone asks what were they what were you doing during that time? Yeah. That they'll remember those things. I'm hoping that that's what they do remember and who knows, you know, memory is spotty. Um like when people ask me about 9/11 or like what were you doing? That is something that people ask you. What were you doing? I was on my way in the car on my way to the internship in New Mexico. Hmm. I was at a camp in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. It was a pastor's camp. And I got up at six o'clock in the morning or something like that. And I went into the, like the dining hall and I saw the, like they had the news on. I was like, what in the world? I thought the world was ending. Yeah, I was, I heard it on the radio. Hmm. And then I got, I was like, what? So you remember, well, yeah. where were you at the, the, what, 89 quake? On the toilet. Oh, I think you told me that. Mm-hmm. I was making paper airplanes and I, through it and that's right when the earthquake happened so the yeah but that to goes to show you yeah that you you're going exactly to remember in those moments yeah like it's ingrained in your mind you're yeah. right and the kids like you know that year when i mean i don't know how long it's gonna last we have no idea um that year when you had to do school from home like we're not gonna know yeah. what that is but we're living in the time where kids are are we are and kids are gonna remember what they're living through right now and it's been a heavy time so that is the challenge for everyone out there is like, what do you want this time to be defined by? Like, it's going to be a memorable yeah. milestone marker for everybody. Whether you want it to be or not. Yeah. You, we don't have a choice. Yeah. So let's make it something positive. So a, a time of building, a time of developing our family, marriage, children, um, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So that is all the time we have for today or the, for the second part of this episode Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you for joining us and we will see you in the next episode bye see ya